0: You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk podcast, season 2, episode 3. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. We are ending this year with an abbreviated version of our podcast. Aaron is hanging these stockings around Keystone's chimney with care, so I will be handling the message for this week. Now, first off, uh, it's very topical. We've been inundated with questions on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies to the end of 2017 and at the end of 2017. Now, I will start by saying the underlying technology, which is blockchain, of bitcoin is very intriguing to us the valuations however being assigned to any tsx or tsx venture listed stock associated with the world of blockchain uh, is a bit scary right now many do not even have businesses or a concept of a business so we would be very cautious investing in these companies as part of the movement harkens back to the dot-com frenzy and that did not end well. Now as far as Bitcoin, now we are not experts in this area and do not purport to be, uh, in reference to currencies generally, to start as we're going to classify, at least today, Bitcoin as a quasi-currency, we do not delve into this area as we find countries' currencies are very difficult, if not impossible, to value. There's no earnings, No cash flow, no balance sheet really that we can dig into. So we cannot apply any of the models that we would typically use to value a company to value a currency just generally. Now you can, with a country-backed currency for example, uh, look at the country itself for a gauge of the value of the currency or which direction it might be headed. But it's very difficult to value a country, or at least we believe it is. Now, again, we will classify Bitcoin as a currency, a cryptocurrency, which has no cash flow, no assets, or no balance sheet to value. So this instance of valuing a currency or a cryptocurrency becomes even more difficult. Now, the intrinsic value of Bitcoin is something that is particularly interesting, though, uh unfortunately there still does not to be anything that i have come across or aaron has come across that seems to hold weight on valuing the currency what is mostly cited and what's cited a number of times and there's many things you can read reams and reams of uh research on this but it's the idea that there will be 21 million there is 21 million or will be 21 million bitcoins out there it's a limited supply so if X percentage of the population owns them, it should be worth, if only X percentage owns them, it should be worth billions to trillions of dollars. And this is somewhat understandable to a degree, but not really a way to value it. I have seen those that try to estimate what share of the global currency market Bitcoin could carve out. For me, Uh, That may be something that we could look at, but it's just pure speculation or opinion at this point. Uh, Someone may be right on what percentage it could carve out if it does indeed become a digital currency and carve out its its niche there, or maybe it becomes larger than that, but we don't know. But how they come to that conclusion of what percentage of the market it will carve out, if any long-term, appears to be more of a guess than something really based on analysis. So that's where it's difficult to form a value for Bitcoin. Now, in my opinion, the idea that it is hard to value Bitcoin, it has no cash flows, like I said, no balance sheet, et cetera, et cetera, may be what is actually adding to its growth. Now, I have seen this referenced a number of times in a a couple places, but there was a scene in the show Silicon Valley where a tech startup is advised to not generate revenues because they cannot they can actually get a better valuation when no one has any idea what the company might actually be worth so once they generate revenue a valuation can be applied to that company and that is viewed viewed as a bad thing Could the same idea apply currently to Bitcoin, where since no one really knows how to value it, or at least no one that I've really seen has a a significant argument on how you can rationally value it at this stage, it garners, Bitcoin garners right now, potentially a bubbly valuation uh, based on just the potential, the quote unquote potential of what uh, it may become. This may very well be true right now. I'm not an expert in this area. It is possible that Bitcoin Bitcoin could become the digital gold or digital equivalent to gold for those who want a hedge against inflation, a country-backed currency, uh, and just a store of value in uncertain times. This may make sense, but how to value that is a great question. And one that we don't have any really specific knowledge or insight into. And I'm not sure many do at this point. That is what I guess makes this uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and the question and the technology surrounding it, it's both scary and exciting. Exciting in the possibilities of the underlying blockchain technology uh scary in the companies that are associating themselves with uh, blockchain and the valuations that are there but also scary in that we see no way to value uh bitcoin as a general observer so we will welcome comments on this and we'll continue to learn and grow and uh and and see if we can come up with a valuation on it but for right now it's not investable from our perspective what we do and what we will continue to do is stick with what we do best, which is what I think is a way to be successful when you're investing. We identify undervalued growth businesses that we can understand and value and assign our investment dollars towards with a reasonable degree of confidence. Now, an example of this type of business is our star of the week. From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. 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 It's a company from our coverage, the company is EBIX, the symbol is E-B-I-X on the NASDAQ, it's from our US growth stock coverage. So what does EBIX do? Quite simply, they are a leading international supplier of software and e-commerce solutions to the insurance and financial industries, primarily to the insurance industry. So why is it a star? Well, the stock has surged around 42% in the last two months. We originally recommended this stock in July of 2015 at $29. Most recently we updated to clients at $74. It's trading just under $80 today. Driving the stock right now was another record Q3 and perhaps more importantly, a strong outlook for Q2 and into 2018. Stocks are always looking forward and if it has a strong outlook and reasonable valuations, that's a good pairing. What are the investment highlights that we look at when we look at this company? They have a strong track record of growth, 17 consecutive years of growth. We expect it to mark the 18th this year. Substantial initiatives in place to grow revenues and margins. It has a utility-based revenue model, so plus or minus 80% in that range are recurring revenues, so we have some visibility going forward. It has attractive valuations relative to its the market and to peers, which is great. Uh, Directors and uh, executive officers, so insiders, own about 14% of the company. So they have skin in the game and they are aligned with us as investors in the company. This is a business we can dig into, value, understand, and we have been comfortable with it occupying one of the 10 to 12 places in our U.S. stock portfolio. But more importantly, it ranks as our star of the week. Now heading into 2018 and to close off 2017, uh, we have a few announcements that we'd like to make. First is we're, lo- we're putting together a new web application on both the front and back end for Keystone at www.keystocks.com. We'll have some newly designed features for our clients. We're very excited for this launch, which we expect by the end of the first month of 2018, so the end of January. Um, Also coming up is our annual cash-rich small-cap cash-rich report, sorry, our Canadian small-cap cash-rich report, that's a mouthful, which will be released in early January. We actually expect a recommendation ahead of this report in the near term. Last year, our top recommendation from this report was International Road Dynamics, IRD on the TSX, which was bought out two months after the report was released for an 80% gain. Now, in each of the past seven years, we have released this report, this report, this special report, multiple stocks profiled within its pages have been bought out in the year at strong premiums. So it is a report that is uh, that we look forward to and we look forward to releasing and we uh, think our clients should uh, pay special attention to. We also will be releasing in January, uh, towards the end of the month, our annual Canadian breakthrough small cap report. In each of the past four years that we have released this report, multiple stocks profiled within its pages have been bought out in the year at strong premium prices. So in both reports, we are identifying some value and we expect to do the same this year. So keep an eye out for those. We also have a special Q4 video update on our Canadian small cap coverage uh, along the lines of our recently released uh, US coverage video update. So that will be released over the next week. And Aaron Dunn has a couple of special features planned for our income stock clients in the new year. Finally, we're in the process of adding an additional member to our research team, which we are also very excited about for 2018. But most importantly, at this time of year, I would like to wish all of our listeners and our clients happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a very happy and importantly, a profitable new year. Thank you.